there. Welcome to the Calm Podcast, combining academia and life with Marilyn. My name is Marilyn Ritchie, and I have been a mentor and a scientist for 15 years, and I wanted to find a platform to reach more of the academic community than I interact with at my own university. My goal is to give you strategies and ideas for how to achieve harmony between work and life. Sit back, relax, and let's achieve harmony together. Hey there, this is Marilyn, and welcome back to another episode of the Calm Podcast. It's great to be back this week. I am really excited that it looks like spring is here. We've seen some warmer weather here in eastern Pennsylvania. The sun has been shining. It is amazing to me how much impact sunshine has on everyone's mood. It just seems like everyone is lighter and smiling, and it just brings me so much joy to see the sunshine and to see how everyone else responds to the sunshine. In this week's episode, we are talking about a day in the life. Uh, Several of my students and postdocs over maybe the past year or two have said, man, how do you get all of these things done? How do you fit all of this into your day? And actually, uh, one of my postdocs recently said, you should do a podcast episode, a a day in the life. You know, how do you break up your day and fit all of the things in that you talk about that you do? And so I thought that was a great idea. And so I spent a couple of weeks trying to track my time because when when he asked, I actually couldn't answer, you know, how I spend my time. I I mean, I kind of know, but not in a way that I could tell someone else or teach someone else, you know, how to try the same kind of schedule that I try. So for a couple of weeks, I kept track of my time, not constantly, but, you know, the first day or two, I kind of sketched out one hour blocks. And then I left some space so that I could just add, you know, here are some general things I do in the mornings, you know, on a weekday versus the weekend. And here are some things that I do um, after dinner on the weekdays and on the weekends. And so I've spent some time kind of going through all those notes and putting together kind of my general day in the life schedule um, for weekdays, but then also for weekends, because I definitely noticed that they are a bit different. Um, Even though I pretty much get up at the same time every day and go to bed at the same time every day, what I do in between varies a little bit, um, depending on if it's a weekday or a weekend. Um, For those of you who are listeners that are, um, maybe don't work outside the home, you're a stay-at-home parent or a, a domestic engineer, I think the what I talk about um, kind of in the workday part, like that's when you're doing your work stuff that you have to do at home and with the family. So um, I think that the schedule that I'm going to talk about today, you know, also applies to people who who work inside the home, not just people who work outside the home. And I, I guess I should say it's not even necessarily in or out of the home because I've been working in the home <laughs> you know, for my university for more than a year, but it's the work that is you know, for an organization that is not just the family. Um, and so I think that the the schedule that I'm going to talk through today that I keep, you know, again, it's not a, a minute by minute schedule. It's just some generalizations 
they could apply and you could adapt these kind of frameworks for um, whatever type of um, job or work that you do. First, I'm gonna talk about the weekday schedule. That one to me is a little easier to wrap my head around because it is more similar every day. Um, so as I said, I'm gonna talk about this in kind of generalizations, not you know minute to minute, hour by hour. Um, first is setting a wake up time. So I have been waking up at 6 a.m. for probably most of the last, between two and three years. Um, I've had periods of time where I tried five or 5.30 and that works for a little while. I love the extra time in the morning. I should express the caveat that I am a morning person and if you're not, this wake up time may not work for you. But I also, if I get up at five or 5.30, I am so tired so early in the evening that it just really doesn't work for my family. So mostly it's a six o'clock wake up. Even through the pandemic, while I've been working from home and I didn't need to, you know, get ready and leave the house and drive to work, I still have been waking up at six o'clock. There's really two reasons for that. One is that for my kind of sleep cycle, it definitely works better if I'm on a pretty regular schedule that, you know, I wake up at the same time every day and I go to bed roughly like within an hour of the same time every day. And secondly, I love the time in the morning when no one else in my house is awake except for me. I absolutely love it. I will say that is a reason that I am considering shifting my wake up time to earlier once again. My kids are going back to school now and so they both have to wake up at 6 a.m. You know, while they've been doing virtual school, they've been waking up more like 7 a.m. And so I had that hour to myself. But now that they're waking up at 6, I may have to shift my clock to 5 again, which is hard, but um, but I think I may try. Um, first thing, every day, without fail, I go straight to the bathroom and brush my teeth and wash my face. It wakes me up. It makes me feel alive. I just get kind of all of the night off of my face. And it's something that I learned in a podcast several years ago and I tried it and I was like, oh my gosh, it just really takes away the groggy feeling in the morning. So that's first thing every day. Then between, you know, about 6.15 when I'm done with all of that and um, eight o'clock, which is typically when my workday starts, I kind of go through my morning routine. So the general things that I do most days are a gratitude practice. I read for a bit. Um, always I have my slow coffee. I make my coffee first thing and I sit there with the coffee while I'm doing these other things. And I really, you know, enjoy the coffee slowly. I think I mentioned in an earlier episode that I got an ember mug for Christmas this year. And it's one of these mugs that keeps your coffee at a a constant temperature. Oh my goodness. It is amazing. I I never thought I would like such a thing. It it allows you to sip and savor your coffee and it's hot the whole time. It it's a beautiful thing. If 
you're ever, you know, someone wants to get you a gift and you're like, oh, I don't really need anything, request an ember mug. You won't regret it. Um, Some days I exercise in this morning window. I used to be a major like morning exercise. If I didn't do it first thing, it didn't get done. And I've actually shifted over the course of the pandemic because I found that I really enjoy walking outside for my exercise. And I can't do that in the dark and, you know, when it's cold and early in the morning. And so um, now a lot of days I exercise later in the day instead of the morning. So instead, I spend that time kind of planning out my day, you know, looking at my calendar, looking through my to-do list and figuring out, you know, what the high priority items are for the day and get ready for the day. You know, whatever it is that you do, you know, shower, hair, makeup, clothes, get your family ready for the day. All of that is in that kind of um, morning window. And then between 8 and about 5.30, 6 o'clock, that's kind of the work day for me. You know, some days it's a lot of Zoom calls. Other days it's a sprinkling of Zoom calls with getting work done in between. The main things that I just want to point out here that in that window, the, the things that are really important to not miss out on for me are making sure that I eat lunch sometime in that window. Um, I'm generally not a breakfast person, and so I rarely do I get hungry before 10 a.m., but that means I have to eat lunch because I cannot make it till six o'clock without eating. I am a bear. It's just not a good thing. Um, I try to make sure that in that window I get my exercise in. So whether that's going for a walk outside in between calls or even during a call, or I also have a bike that sits under my desk that I can pedal while I'm on calls, especially on the days when I don't work out in the morning. I make sure I do it in that work window. Um, I think it's really important to make sure that you're drinking water and taking some breaks. You know, some people say every 40 to 50 minutes, you should like stand up and take a break and walk around. I'm not sure I actually follow that, but uh, as much as I can, I try to remember to do that. And then when the workday is done, I kind of have a, you know, an hour or hour and a half or so that is kind of the, you know, dinner window of either, you know, prepping and cooking or sitting at the kitchen counter chatting with my husband while he's prepping and cooking dinner. Um, We eat, clean up. It's kind of, you know, family dinner time. And then the evening is where things kind of are really unpredictable, unpredictable as I was kind of tracking it. Between 6.30 and 10 o'clock at night, some days we watch a lot of TV. Some days we read. Some days... Everybody's on their phones for quite a bit. Some days we go outside for a walk and, uh, you know, run into neighbors and chat for a while. Some days we're um, just all doing our own things. Some evenings we're all together. Uh, I enjoy calling friends in the evening. So some evenings I'm on the phone. You know, some of my friends I get on the phone and it's an hour and a half before we're done. I'm still working on, you know, what I really want that window to look like because some of the evenings where we end up watching TV, I, at the end of the night, I'm like, ugh, I feel like I just wasted three hours. Um, And I'll talk more about that, you know, later in the podcast as well. But the evening is where um, it's just unstructured and, and maybe that's the best thing because so much of the earlier part of my day is structured. You know, I have this pretty, pretty rigid morning of like lists list of things that I do. And then, you know, the workday is largely structured by the meetings that I have. 
And so the evenings of a weekday are just, you know, pretty free form. Try to get a few things done that need to get done around the house and spend time with my family and friends. The last part of the weekday is bedtime. As I mentioned earlier, I try to make it the same time every day, which is usually around 10 o'clock. Some days it's a little earlier, some days a little later, but pretty much 10 p.m. to 6 a.m., that's sleep time. Uh, I'm really trying to have a bedtime routine, you know, where I, you know, do like the evening skincare stuff and maybe read for a few minutes or, um, you know, listen to something relaxing, a podcast or, or music. Um, something to kind of put the phone and iPad away, have some time without blue light to let my mind calm down. But nonetheless, bedtime as best I can is at that set time every day so that I get enough sleep so that I have energy for the next day. All right, now for the weekend schedule. So as I mentioned earlier, I try to wake up at the same time every day. So most weekend days, I also wake up at 6 a.m. Every once in a while, I will just turn the alarm off and see what happens. Nine times out of 10, I still get up at 6 a.m. Like, it's just like my body is on that clock now. But every once in a while, I will sleep till seven or eight, and it it feels like a vacation. But other than that, the, the morning part is the same. I get up you know, brush teeth, wash face, get that slow coffee, do gratitude, read, plan out my day. Some mornings I exercise. Um, The planning of the day is typically a little bit different on the weekends because I don't have Zoom calls and meetings. And so I can really think through, you know, are there any work tasks that need to get done? I very much try not to work on the weekends because weekends are kind of rest and recovery time. They're time for family. Uh, But some weeks, it's just the case that there are a few work things that have to get done. So I think about that and plan out when that would fit into the day. I also try to get some chores done Saturday, Sunday mornings, you know, make sure, you know, if there's laundry that needs to be done, just get that going because that can kind of be running in the background while I'm working on other things. Um, if there is cleaning that needs to be done, grocery shopping, you know, I love doing grocery shopping online these days, but if I am going to go, you know, early morning on the weekend is the best time to go because it's not crowded. So that morning window, I would say, you know, you know, six thirty, seven o'clock till about noon. It's typically just a lot of time at home, either relaxing or getting some chores done definitely doing that morning routine. I, I try to stick with that, you know, weekday weekend, um, cause it just makes me feel good and gives me some consistency. Um, then, you know, noon, one o'clock is lunchtime. Some days we, you know, cook, some days we do takeout, some days we just grab, you know, cereal or a can of soup. Uh, it just kind of depends on the day and, and what everybody's feeling like. And then, what I noticed as I was kind of keeping track of this for a couple weeks, the afternoon was kind of in two chunks. There was like what happens right after lunch until about three o'clock and then three o'clock till dinner. And what I noticed is that right after lunch is often when 
like the house gets kind of quiet and everybody's relaxing. And so whether that's taking a nap, turning on a movie together, reading, it just seems like that's the window of quiet time that we pretty regularly kind of slow down and take some quiet time. And then between kind of, you know, three o'clock and dinner, it's when people seem to like, okay, I'm rested. Now I got to be productive again. So that's a window that I'll often run errands if there are errands that need to be run. I'll do some work if there is some work that needs to get done, more chores around the house. Um, Or if if we are going to, you know, go and do things, um, you know, go to the park or go um, for a walk in the neighborhood, that's often in that that window as well. And then the evenings on the weekend varied quite a bit. So there's certainly kind of that dinner time in the five to seven window of prepping and cooking or doing takeout. And then um, the evenings, it just kind of depends on the day. Some days we're, you know, vegging out with movies. Other days we are um, playing games, spending time with friends. It just varied quite a bit. But again, bedtime is most of the time 10 o'clock, which is so lame on the weekends. And even my kids will comment like, you go to bed so early on the weekends, but I'm tired. And I've tried in the past to, you know, stay up late and sleep in on the weekends. And it just, it makes, you know, Monday and Tuesday feel miserable. And so, you know, I'm not going to say that every weekend night I go to bed at 10 o'clock, but, you know, nine out of 10, I go to bed at 10 o'clock. So that's the general schedule. It, it's not anything so groundbreaking, um, but I think the key points on kind of the, and in particular when I was chatting with people in my group, like when do you fit the things in? It's, it's thinking about the day in these chunks of time that you can, you know, there are certain things like a gratitude practice and reading and exercise that you know, you just find what window of the day works to do those things. For me, it's the morning. I know other people that it's the evening. Usually in the evening, I'm just too tired to commit to anything on a regular basis. And that's what I saw when I tracked myself. Some evenings I wasn't tired. And so I got some chores done or got some work done. And other evenings I was exhausted and all I could do was turn on the TV and veg out. And so, you know, think about your day and and see if any of these kind of scheduled points would be helpful for you. So while doing this time tracking exercise in order to even see what my schedule looked like, I did notice a couple of um, trends or, or points that um, that I thought were were interesting. And so I thought I would share them. Um, One of the things I noticed that I don't think I fully appreciated until I was keeping track is how much I limit television now. So I grew up in the 80s, uh, you know, late 70s through the 80s, and I grew up on TV. I watched TV after school, Saturday mornings, really Saturday all day. I love TV. I love shows. I love movies. I just I love watching TV. I know that I used to watch, you know, a minimum of two to four hours a day, like every day religiously. It used to be on in the morning when I had my coffee. It used to be on after dinner until bedtime. 
I used to go to bed watching TV. I mean, so probably two to four hours is an underestimate. Probably it was more like five to six. It was always on. And I hadn't really thought about it much lately, but I definitely noticed while I was tracking my time and like really trying to pay attention to what I was doing, I really limit it now. And it's not really on purpose. It just, I think what I realized were two things. One is that some shows and movies make me feel like garbage. Like they just make me sad or make me angry or make me anxious. And I was like, why do I watch these things? And so I don't. I mean, that's, you know, when people are like, oh, have you seen this new series? I'm like, nope. And then I read about it and I'm like, oh gosh, I don't want to watch that. It's going to make me miserable. And so if if the TV shows or movies are not, you know, making me happy and bringing me joy, I don't want to watch it. Um, so that's the other thing. I, if it doesn't bring joy, I just don't watch it. So um, limiting TV definitely allows me to have more time to fit in other things. Another thing I noticed, there are definitely some days I get very little done on my to-do list. Um, weekends, on an occasion, you know, when I either slept in or took a long afternoon nap, just not a lot got done that day. Not a lot of chores, not a lot of work. And I think that's okay. I, I don't think we should have shame in having, you know, some days that we don't get anything done. I think in some ways that's our bodies telling us that we need to rest. Um, I'm researching this point a little bit, you know, this idea of, you know, how much rest does one need in order to stay really productive? I know a lot of people who work every weekend and I am not someone that works every weekend, but I used to. And so I'm trying to, trying to do some research and understand this, you know, how much do we need to be working on weekends or who needs to be working on the weekend and who doesn't? And is there, is there data that supports why, why some of us do and some of us don't and, and how does it impact, you know, our, our productivity and our success? So that'll be a topic for a later episode. Um, other things that I noticed are that, uh, you know, we've definitely been trying some new habits to see what works well for us. So um, I mentioned earlier the online grocery shopping. That was something that we had started even before the pandemic. And I found that I loved ordering groceries, groceries on either Saturday morning or Sunday morning and then they're just, you know, they get delivered at some point, you know, Sunday, Monday, we have them for the week. It's just done. And it's an easy thing to do while you're sitting on the couch. Um, meal prep on Sundays is something that um, my son and I are trying to do better. That if we have, you know, lunches at least and snack stuff, you know, purchased and prepped and like ready, um, it definitely makes the week go better. But we're just not, we just haven't been able to get consistent with it. It's something that, you know, we're working on, but... We're just not great at it yet. And then as I mentioned, you know, in the schedule, I'm still playing around with, you know, the optimal time to exercise. I really enjoy the walks in the afternoon, especially if the weather's nice, but I also don't like going to the basement to do an elliptical in the afternoon. And so it's finding that right balance of, you know, making sure it gets done first thing in the morning versus doing it when you really enjoy it. Um, I definitely noticed that tracking the time, um, it was really helpful to kind of see what was working and what wasn't. Um, I definitely noticed that I am allowing way too many Zoom calls to end up on my calendar. Um, I was looking like some weeks I had more than 40. Last week I had 41 hours of Zoom calls. That's in addition to all of the work that I had to do. Um, 
Luckily, this week was only 27, so that's better. Still, it's a lot. So I'm working on that. Um, I'm also working on the, like, what to do in the evenings. As I said, that, that time between dinner and bedtime, just, I'm still trying to wrap my head around, you know, what should that look like? You know, what kind of evening routine do I want to implement? And it's a work in progress, so we'll see. Um, last couple things, I, I definitely saw a correlation between the days when I did some planning, either in the morning to kind of plan out the day or the night before, um, you know, to see where my w- blocks of time were that I could get certain things done, um, see where, where there were tasks that I could kind of stack and, you know, if I had to make phone calls, just do them all back to back. Or um, I had this window of time that I was going to have to, you know, listen to a seminar. Well, I could, like, put the laundry in while I'm listening to the seminar and just get it, like, in the washer. And it can just wash while I'm listening to a seminar, that kind of thing. Um, when I did that planning, I definitely was more productive. And so whether you do it the night before or do it in the morning, that that planning was super helpful. And then the last thing was how much time I spent on my phone. So I kind of just kept looking at my screen time. I definitely noticed that the days that I was on my phone for longer, say like three to four hours, um, I was just less productive on those days. And that was, you know, I just got into the rabbit hole of social media and kept, you know, scrolling and clicking and scrolling and clicking. Um, On the days that I was at more like two hours, and not too much time on social media, those were definitely more productive days. So in doing this, I noticed, you know, my two kind of time zone, or not time zone, time warp activities where I just do it and lose a ton of time getting on my phone and watching TV. So for me, those are the two that I am trying to be mindful of and pay attention and uh, make sure that I'm not over overdoing it with either of those things. To wrap up this week's episode, I just want to say I hope that this was helpful to you. It was a fun exercise to think about what my daily schedule looks like, and I think the main lesson that I learned is just to you know, pay attention to where you have pockets of time that you can, you know, instill some schedule and some routine for yourself to make sure that you get the things done. I don't think it it really matters when in the day, you know, certain things happen. It's just being intentional about what you want to make sure you accomplish, you know, on a daily basis, and then finding a time where that works for you. You know, as I said, I'm a morning person, so I really am very intentional about the those first couple of hours of the day, whereas, you know, the evenings are just so unpredictable for me. I just have to kind of see where it takes me, though, as I said, that is something that I'm working on and trying to figure out how I can, you know, make better use of that time, even if the the use is actually, you know, self-care and relaxing. I just want to want to feel like that part of the day had a purpose and a lot of days I noticed that it doesn't. So I hope that these were helpful to you. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend and let them know that you are getting something out of this podcast. 
I am really enjoying uh, creating these for you, and I hope that you're enjoying listening to them. So thanks so much for listening. I hope you have a great week, and I'll talk to you next time. You've just listened to another episode of The Calm Podcast. I hope that some of the strategies that I talked about are helpful to you in your journey through academia and life. As they say, it's not all about the destination. It's about the journey. Let's make it a great one. Until next time.